first question is, for an animal that has such a highly developed sense of smell, a cat, why does its food smell like shit? I don't know. And our cats are very, like, partial to their cat food. Like, they don't really like eating anything that's not very cat food. Yeah, like... We had three cats originally. One of them used to love stuff that wasn't cat food. Like, f- like we would buy like frozen fillets of fish and s- ham. And that's not surprising, though. And that is kind of like the staple of the cat world, isn't it? He loved that stuff. Absolutely loved it. Got really excited if we would defrost fish. But the cat, the two we've got left, are just not like they're not interested in that stuff. Except for tuna, they'll eat tuna out of a tin. They love that. Yeah, yeah. You think but again stinks of shit. I don't understand why the cat. You open the cat food and you're like, mate, this is horrific. This but they smells so bad. Absolutely love it. But they, they, they love won't. It. You try and give them a piece of chicken off your plate, and they're like, nah. But like, maybe what? they don't have like um, sophisticated palate, and they're like, it's food, just eat it. But then yeah, but again, then, no. But then they'd eat the chicken. So I put like stuff like, I mean, Bean loves sweet things, doesn't she? She'll like. Love. She loves like cream, sugary. Yeah, they say cats things. don't have a sweet tooth. But I don't believe that because that. she. As soon as you get anything sweet out, like she's not interested. She'll sit and watch you eat like your dinner. It's like she's almost waiting for you to bring your pudding out because as soon as anything sweet comes out, she's there looking at you going, can I have some please? Food slags, man. So I'd like to say, how's your week been, Hannah? But it'd be completely useless. Well, I've been not really because like, I work pocket. still. So yeah, yeah it's been all right. Yeah. But I've, got, I've got, like, it's a bit irrelevant to Thomas, but for me, I've got some holiday coming up at the end of this week yeah, it so sounds silly having a holiday I'm in lockdown well excited for that i i'm still really excited for it because there's so many things that i want to do like in the garden and around the house i, that I haven't I got think time that, for normally i think that now. i'm gonna um because i'm due to take holiday on and it sounds stupid on the 18th of may but i've got a strong feeling that there may be an easing of the lockdown I don't, I around don't then and I might have to go back into work and I can't exactly say no but I'm on holiday now no yeah, I don't think th- I think in. they'll start easing it in the f- early June really? I think that's when they'll start easing so well I'm furloughed the to the 30, 30th of June because if you think about it route, like so. we've we've always been like two three weeks behind say Italy and Spain and they're just easing now so it would probably be around the sort of beginning of June because they were thinking about starting to try and send kids back to school early June, I think. So also I've heard. But I don't I don't know. I think Isn't it funny though, like we are talking about coronavirus. But yeah. it's enough there's fuck all happening. Well can't go out. Well that's what's happening. Like we, we, we like constantly like talk to each other and you say can't, you can't tell me how your did, week's what been. What did we do? But what did we do and talk about before coronavirus? Well, out, we were doing stuff, seeing people like, yeah. stuff to report, but when but you're staying at home. Yeah, like when you go out to work and it's like oh you know, something happened in your day and you you want to talk about it. Like, that's not happening, really, because you're at home and it's, you know, those interactions and things that happen to you aren't really going on. I mean, like, they go on, but not as much because you're sort of only really talking to the people you work with when you really have to because you're using, like, Skype calls and video calls and you're not going to just ring them up. I mean, I do. I'll ring them up and just have, like, a little chat because I'm yeah. like, it's, that's normal. I, I'll ring up my workmates and go, like... Do you want to have a little chat? <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, it's fun to do. Like, I had a really good chat with one of my workmates the other day, and we were talking about, like, t- like after I'd done the podcast, we were talking about time dilation and 
he was he was like, yeah, I've got some stuff I want to ask you because he knows I do this <coughs> podcast. So he's yeah, like, he got some like he got some like conspiracy theories he wants to run past. People me. say that to me all the time. They go, what do you think about this? And I'm like, I haven't got a clue about it. And they're like, I thought you'd know. And I'm like, what do you think I'd know? Oh, I understand why you think I'd know, but I, I really don't, don't know. Yeah. I know. Like, like I know if I've only just researched yeah, yeah, yeah. it, and then like you research something else. And yeah, I've got like, like a cursory knowledge <laughs> on a lot of crazy stuff. But um, if you if you get me at the right time, I'll know a lot about MK Ultra if I'm doing it that week. Yeah, at the right time. Or like yeah. Operation Paperclip or something but like he, that. He other did. Than that, he that. did talk to me like the week after about something. He was like, "Yeah, I wanted to ask you something, but I need to just call someone else about a brief. But I'll ring you back because he was like, I can't even nice. remember what I did last week. Was it me? It was me because you're doing it this week. I can't remember what I did. What did um, I do? Um, God, what did you do? No, nah, doesn't matter. I want to know now. Um, in my head, it was something to do. Oh, simulation theory. Oh, that was it. Yeah, we, we had like a couple of weeks of kind of sciencey stuff, didn't we? Science, yeah, like we, yeah. We science yeah, the shit where, out of that. This we is where you really. come to get your science input. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, don't, don't. Yeah, no. <laughs> Not crackpot theories. <laughs> like I, that you find on some I, really dodgy internet page with yeah, like yeah. black <laughs> like background with green writing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah Same time earlier. Angel like, fire. I'm like. It's so annoying when you go on a website and it's like, ad blocker, turn off your ad blocker. Well, since turn when did the internet get like that? It's like, privacy. Uh, we want to send you notifications. Like, you have to like close a million screens before you can even read the yeah, thing I'd you want to read. Yeah, I buy it out a lot of the time. I'm, re- I'm interested to read the article and you go, do you agree with this? Collect yeah, that. And that. Like, you have to sign up to read it. Oh, fuck off. Bollocks like that. the telegraph that you know you try and get something off the telegraph and they're like you need to sign up make an account like, oh god fuck oh off. I don't need to read it that much no, no I'm not that awesome. bye bye, <laughs> bye. so um, there's only a few shout outs this week there was none on Facebook so I had to venture into oh, the really? world of Instagram to find shout outs this week yeah um, so I've got three who people who followed our I haven't really Instagram done it. page I haven't checked any messages people no, might have asked for shout outs about whatever oh, you'd well, think that I'd be really on the ball being as I'm in lockdown but I'm going into lockdown laziness yeah, regarding podcasts he's sort of like it's I'm funny isn't stuff, it yeah, yeah it's funny do. when you're you like, lose your rhythm you, you lose, lose your rhythm and then you it's lose all, your kind sorry, of um, your what's it called your I need a, t- I need a, t- a timetable I'm you good you with the timetable yeah you lose your routine and it's really hard not to like get really lazy the more time you have the more late it's fun it's like mad the more lazy you become and i was like i said to tom beginning write lists of things that you need to do and i've done all the stuff on my list Bastard you just get a bit well not really you've got loads of stuff i have to check the refrigerator about 12 times a day yeah make sure it hasn't Im- immaculately like grown food i must have immaculately? yeah like a rick and morty like a rick and morty fridge or something you open yeah it like it's new McDonald's things in, in there. there it's like oh i hope hannah's baked something new like open the cupboard and hope the, j- the cookie jar's full of stuff which actually it is because I baked yesterday. You did actually make a load of biscuits yesterday. And I made some banana Cookies. bread, which I um, forgot about momentarily and now really want banana bread in my mouth because <coughs> I'm not eating any breakfast I or lunch. Bread Tom was like, there's bananas, you need to make banana bread. All right. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, very demanding on the baking front. <laughs> Good food, mate. <laughs> cool. So, shout outs this week are Paul Ham. Andrew Final. Now, obviously, the names on Instagram are always a bit odd, so I don't know if these are actually their names. But Mickey Stinky there. Fingers yeah. <laughs> uh, and John McFadden. So those. That's not. That's just his name. Yeah, but jo- I don't. And Andrew this Final. Weird Instagram handle. What was it? John McFadden. Andrew Final. I don't know if he's la- Final. That's a cool va- last name. If it is your last name, mate, let us know in your comments <laughs> somewhere. So comment somewhere to let us know if that's your real name. Um. Obviously, social the usual social media stuff. Robots Fries on Facebook. Um, if you want a shout out, give the page a like, share the 
you know the podcast posts to win some st- stuffs um got robots for eyes on instagram cross the board in cross it. the board right a nice review on itunes and you might in with a chance to win some new some bet some like good stuff yeah we'll some add your name to the list the ever-growing, ever-growing list of list competition of like winners i haven't done one this week um, i didn't do one last week i totally forgot because i feel like we need to count we don't you know we're gonna end up with so many yeah that we can't like who knows how long lockdown's gonna go on for we, d- we end up with like a list of 50 people keep giving them a share so. and we'll just if we can be bothered we'll pick one but when the lockdown's over there'll be a fuck the lockdown fuck all the corona shit it'll just be normal soon and we'll it be able hopefully to just crack it'll be normal on. soon and then rob will be back and you know yes rob people are missing rob yeah i need rob's so, input yeah he's he he brings an element of uh Madness, madness to the table, yeah. Just, just mad, mad rob. He wanted to Rob-isms. do a pod- he wanted to do a podcast during the week, but he didn't get back to me. He said, "Do you want to do one during the week?" I went, "Yeah, yeah." yeah he went, so "Sam, you done one with with him for a bit, have you?" Since so last week, so, so um, maybe get on that this we week. We will. Cool beaners. Anything else you want to do? That's it. For that's that's for everything. No, no that's recos. It. Oh, Recos, I forgot about that. No, well, we are watching, you know what? we're I trying to I watch all of the Star Wars films, but... Yeah, so we've been going through Star Wars in order. fucking jabberwocky for me. I, I feel mean, a bit like... Tom um, doesn't like Disney shit, but I... I get wookied out of my mind really, really quick I um, with Vader's black I subscribed hole. to Disney, the Disney Plus channel because there's shitloads of stuff Mickey on there. World. So, uh, Star Wars obviously was bought out by... Um, Disney a couple of years ago, was so it? or oh, a few years ago, when they started doing the more recent films. So then they buy it off like um, Steven Spielberg for fifty thousand rupees or something. They got all Star Wars stuff on there in order, as it was supposed to go in the timeline. So we've been trying to watch it all, but you do get after like four or five nights in a row of watching Star Wars, you like oh, I've had enough. I'm not gonna lie Star to Wars you, for a bit. I struggle with with it, any of them. Any of them, yeah, like, the I'm not fully on board with because I'm like, first of all, I, be, I reckon as soon as we get into the the oldies, you'll be like, yeah, this is better. Yeah, but that's but even then, they're still a bit cheesy. They're just cheesy. Star just Wars is cheesy. They need to they need to be a bit more adult. Like Leia's boob needs to flop out. Oh well, t- yeah. yeah your problem is, is if no one's killing each other, or there's no boobs or fanny. No one. It. There's no blood. You never see any blood. Blood, boobs, fanny. Yeah, because they're not made for that. They're not made for. They're I made for all audiences, I not want, just want, old ones. I want Han Solo to go on a mad binge in a bar. Just it should be go. It should be, the film should be called "On the Piss with Solo." But so, you want right, going so you on want, the piss you want, solo you or something. You want the uh, you want the like the the dirty stuff, but then you get no, no, I don't want the dirty with stuff. the you with the romantic stuff. No, no, I don't want the dirty stuff. I just you want do. it. No, 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 I don't. You it do, sounds yeah, like you want yeah, me to turn it into porn. I want Princess Leia's boob out. I definitely want that. But what what I mean is, it just it's it's very. Obviously, it's a kids thing, isn't it? It's not fucking. Well, it's yeah, Whatever. it's for it's for all ages. It's for fam. It's family enjoyment. That's why. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, maybe check out Disney Plus because there's shitloads of stuff on there. Maybe watch a film called Star Wars. I'm not maybe sure if you've ever heard yeah, of it. Yeah, anyone heard of it? But go f- go for the Star Wars like quadrilogy, k- k- which is the chameleons of films that are. It's like it's like Marvel is like just shit like you don't to get through them all. Marvel, it's impossible. Anyway. Anyway. Tom does, you can tell Tom doesn't like things like Marvel and Star Wars. Comments. <laughs> End of. End of. today what do you reckon what what genre of like 
Which you? Subject you reckon so we're going for. I don't know. I still, ha- I still haven't gotten to... There's, a, there's an episode or a couple of episodes I really want to do, but I feel like I really need to put some real like time. So when I've got time off... Well, this is a double header, isn't it? No, no, this one's not. What? The double header. That's Let what I'm just down. trying to say. I was, I will do the double header, but because I'm really interested, personally, really interested in that subject, and I really want to get in depth. So, I, so that's got, why I think it'll be two. I haven't got a clue about this week. It's not good. Is it? What it's genre? you. Do you just, think it? What do you think? It's science, nature. Science it could be nature. Because uh, you said that. No, it's not murder. Because it's you. Uh, film, what do you think? Uh, it's not going to be like film. music? No, it's not going to be music. It, it's going to be a tale of some sort. A tale? Uh, yeah, some sort of crazy thing that happens to someone. I don't know. No. Go on then. So today we're talking about bees. Bees, man. Bees. I wanted to do bees, man. Oh, oh, is that where you got it from off my I list? Off yeah, yeah, that's okay. That's fine. Well, you can do, you can, maybe we could do like a, a a podcast off and see who does the best bee episode. Maybe I could just branch maybe off could into do a different species, ants. subspecies of bees. Ants is an interesting I've one. Got a bit, I've got ants down on my list yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, maybe you should do ants because ants is like... Ant, insects. Crazy. Insects in general. It's just yeah. the world of insects would be just a mental one. So yeah, today we're going to talk about the lovely little bee. Blow my mind with bumblebee madness. Bee madness. Okay, so I'm going to ca- like begin with like the origin of bees, which again I was like the origin quite of bees was when God made them. Yeah, yeah. God made bees, and then bees were here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so bees obviously are flying insects, um, closely related to wasps and ants. They're close. Enough, yes, there are. There are some ants that look fly. Like, yeah. <laughs> No, the flight, the there's that day, isn't there, where the ants on, just no, like come out in droves and fly at you. You're like, what the, the fuck? Is it the way around? Is it there's some wasps that look like ground living, ground dwelling wasps that look like ants? Ants, maybe. Nice. God knows. Well, there you go. Maybe you maybe could we'll do wasps that. and ants. Is, did you get the idea for this other than that list? Because that giant hornet nearly killed us at the top of the garden. Yeah, we, we, we witnessed hornet. And I say it wasn't a giant hornet. It was fucking big it enough. It was a big hornet, but it wasn't giant. It was, it kinda just it was big enough for me to get a, a blowtorch out and go, if I see <laughs> him again, I'm going to burn him you to can't death. burn the hornet. Leave him alone. He's just doing it. You don't want to mess with one of them. No, you you don't. get to one and of we them. We weren't messing with him. We just stayed still yeah, and let him mess with go you. about his business. And then he went off, flew over the hedge, and he was having his merry old time. No harm done again he's fucked so yeah bees are flying insects like i say re- uh, closely related to wasps and ants known for their role in pollination and in the um best case of known series uh, the western honeybee and for producing honey and beeswax so like best known that's what they're best known for isn't it bees making well honey. they did do an album back in the 70s but they're better yeah they are more you know, internationally, um, their music career wasn't as good as their honey-making exploits, so they are well-known for honey, honey more than their album. Most, mostly honey, yeah. So, um, scientists sort of long believe that bees first appeared around 120 million years ago. Oh, so they're old school? So bees are old, man. That's like dinosaur um, shit, in it? What era is that? Is that like the... The Cretaceous period. Oh, I was going <laughs> to... Because I only know, I know that because I wrote it down. That was it. Yeah. Uh, but previous bee fossil records uh, dated back only around 65 million years ago. So they could only date them that far back, but it's thought they went back Yeah, well, I, I suppose if, if, you get, if you've got like a proven 65 million year old fossil of a bee, you're like, well, it didn't just suddenly evolve like that a million years before. It must have had a you know, significant period of time to get like that. Yeah. 
So obviously, they, a lot, years, a lot of it? insect fossils kind of uh, come from, um, you know, being trapped in like tree sap and, um, you know, and then yeah. fossilized into amber. So that's kind of where they found a lot of these bee have they changed Possibly. much? Have they just been... Well, we will get into that. Are they pussies? Bees, are bees pussies? Are they no, like the big pussies. pushover? No. Well, they are. Well. Because they don't... Well, yeah, I no, mean, they're, they're just they're push, they're, Yeah, then... So, well, they're just doing their shit, man. They're, like, trying to get on with their jobs. That's what they're, like... That's their life goal, is to get on with their job. But 100 million years ago, um, they... F- well, no, they found a 100 million year old fossil, so they've previously could only date them back 65 million years so they found a hundred million year old fossil um which was um and they found the in the dna that the bee um the bees are closely actually are closely related to us so they found dna are they uh, part of the same family so they're like splintered off or are they some like something's converged well they they think yeah they think that i'll again we'll get onto that um so they think that they originally thought that they um, originated in the southern hemisphere, but th- this this new fossil suggested that that they may have come from the northern hemisphere originally. Um, and the could, again, could, all right. So if they came around, what was it, hundred million years ago? You say that was about hundred million years. Ago. So what was po- what was the great? I mean, like the, I, I don't think you probably got this in your notes, but how was how did most plants get pollinated before? Bi- was that just insects? And well, shit? that so again, th- there's he's already preempting a oh lot my of my uh, <laughs> <laughs> of what I've got written down. I've just got it in order. If I try and go out of order, I'll get all lost. Yeah, that is so hard. it's hard to do that. So, um, but yeah, there's the DNA and samples taken from this fossil. Um, suggest that there is an evolutionary link between wasps and bees so it's believed that bees arose from within a group of carnivorous um hunting wasps in the mid cretaceous period so they did evolve from wasps wasps came mm. first um and like me like mid cretaceous is around 100 million or so years ago um Evidence that the uh, sister family of bees were small wasps that hunted thrips, uh, tiny um, pollen-eating aphid-like insects. So studies show that the rate of diversification between carnivorous wasps and the earliest pollen-eating bees match closely um, with low species numbers per family, around 123 species of wasps and 203 species um, of bees. Okay, so they divert, they came, they like separated from the, the splint, they made the splinter group, and then they, it sounds like they exploded, because well, if there's so more species so of bees a, than wasps. Is that so what you said? Well, they, what they're saying is, is that there was a diversification like, bear, between wasps being m- like carnivores and bees being pollen eaters. So bees don't eat meat. They don't eat insects. So in in the time in this time, bees were highly specialized and fed only on a narrow range of host plants and flowers. Um, so bees evolved from carnivorous wasps, but there was a key evolutionary change from eating other insects to pollen feeding called um, pollinivory. Okay, yeah, pollinivory, yeah. that's the word. <laughs> What co- did you know? What caused that then to make them so, which allow bees to rapidly to that? So, was it for the young because they needed the honey for the so young. So, yeah, figure we switching can eat. between eating, you know, being carnivorous and eating pollen, um, 
allow bees to rapidly diversify. So that's why they oh, yeah, managed to ah, create okay. lots. So they know, did. They weren't. So they 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 there's like more, at the time there's like double the bee amount of bee species to wasp. I mean, we're talking way back when, but. Um, so, so what they did is they stopped eating insects and they instead used pollen to generate their own honey, which allowed them to move across the globe well, further because they weren't I'm dependent not sure on about, insects. I'm not sure about honey at that point, but they were feeding on pollen. Okay. So the, I- so the idea that um, this new food source is what helped diversify the bee species. But more recently, researchers have found that the existing tree of bees evolutionary tree of bees um, and com- use computer models to generate um, the diversification rates of bees in and and the related wasps so they were able to do a you know using the simulation theory yes <laughs> to die to sort of map out the evolutionary kind of it's crazy how they can do that bees. isn't it and they and from that they sort of discovered that it wasn't just this kind of change from eating pollen uh, sorry, eating, being carnivorous to eating, to diversifying to pollen eating or uh, pollinivory. Hmm. Um, what was that squeak? It was me laughing. <laughs> oh. And, um, but they th- they also think that what helped broaden, so we're talking from then to now, the diver like there's over 220,000 species today. Yeah, there's loads. So the di- what happened to make them diversify further Micro-bees. was... The bees were less specific in picking what they chose. So at the beginning, they were very specific, they were specialized fed on certain plant types. So um, they embraced the rainbow and went every direction, and then they just blossomed. Yeah. So no research, you know, research has sort of showed that um, today's bees are incredibly diverse because they diversified the range of plants that they would consume. Yeah, ma'am. I um, get that. So that makes yeah, sense. and obviously our broadening plant diets, so humans broadening plant diets, opened up a huge ecological um, niche for well, species like, of bees. A, yeah, of course, man. Because if plants. you if you're an animal that sticks to I don't know the fucking sap of a mungo plant and or the hot the you know the pollen of a mungo plant, well, guess what? That's where you're going to stay forever, mungo plant land. But yeah. if you if you can if you can utilize pollen from everything. Surely that's way better, isn't it? And I suppose that's well, why that, and that, and but the thing is, are they everywhere across the entire planet? Yeah, we diversified our apart plant. from the north and the south pole. Oh, well, probably cold places, no, because I bet they're probably they, there, they hibernate, don't they? In the I cold, bet they're hardcore so. there. There's some fucking extreme, like exploration bees that are there, like Maybe. mad furry, like bodies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they hibernate. So um, and eat snow like madmen, make little campfires. Probably not. Hmm. Be good if it was. Yeah, we're good, but no. Uh, so bee colonies. Um, so honeybees live in hives or colonies. Uh, the members of the hive are divided into three types. The queen. So the queen runs the whole hive. She uh, Her job is to lay eggs that will spawn the hive's next generation of bees. Uh, the queen also produces chemicals that guide the behavior of the bees. So she's like, she's like the, I mean, she's the queen. She and they're all the females, qu- well, aren't the they? She's the illegit queen bee yeah yeah um so work then workers you've got your workers uh these are all female so most people don't realize that that most work f- bees are actually female yeah they only and need the mouse to fuck them and their roles are to forage for food so the bees you see flying around are fe- all female um pollen and nectar from flowers build and protect the hive clean and circulate air by beating their wings workers are the only bees 
uh, most people see flying around, like I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you've got your drones, which are the males. So th- these are the bees, and their sole purpose is to mate with the new queen yeah, or man. with the queen. So several hundreds live in each hive during the so spring she, and hang on, summer. Does she breed the she breeds the drones, the males, at yeah. the specific yeah, time of the year? Yeah, it's isn't it? But that's what I was going to say. Do they then fly off and but find it, another it queen? Work or do like they that go, hi, hi, mum? One queen is just laying all the eggs. So her, uh, her, ge- I mean, her genes are just. It's different though, isn't it? It's different. It's, like, it's, 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 a, it's like a hive. It's it sounds a hive. like an ant colony, the way the ant colony. Yeah, yeah. It's a hive mind. It's not hive mind. It's a hive well, mind. in some respects, it, it is because she controls. They have um, all of the bees. She tells them all what to do. They, they will commit. They don't sense. They, ha- they don't have like a value of really. I suppose anything, but like they don't appear to value the self. They'll quite happily just die for the good of yeah, the yeah. colony. Yeah, so, I mean, this this is a thing. So. In the spring and summer, there are hundreds of drones in a hive. But when it comes to winter, they um, the hive the the hive or colony goes into survival mode, and the drones are kicked out. Yeah, get rid of them. Get they just get their men see out. You later, mate. Men are bastards. Kick them out. Um, so this was interesting. If the queen bee dies, um, workers will create a new queen by selecting a young larvae. Yeah. Um, what? The newly hatched baby insects. And feeding it a special food called royal jelly. Hang on a second. We're genetic. They're they're genetically engineering. They're like yeah, yeah. they're altering so it. They're making like a hybrid. This enables so this royal jelly, this special food that they the make. Royal jelly oh, enables yes. the larvae to develop into a fertile queen. Okay, so, so it's like this weird circle of life. She's in it or she something. creates all of the bees by laying all the larvae. She she sends out pheromones and genetic code to tell them what to do but then if she dies those bees yes. are then creating it's like a weird circle she's always of got she's always the hive the colony has always got a backup plan so if the like you said the queen does go there's always a contingency there immediately it's like instinct yeah okay have the spare yeah you, know, you need to eat queen liz's jelly and that'll make you into queen liz the <laughs> well, second that sounds really wrong doesn't it make queen liz's jelly she's like 94 Lovely now stuff. god you got any bit fresh of jelly. jelly bit of fresh jelly it's a bit minging this stuff it's got a hair in it <laughs> Okay, so bee communication. Um, Bees have a unique and complex form of communication based on sight, motion and scent. And scientists and scholars... Course, I'm a scholar. Those boffins, I'm a scholar. Of always, they always turn tin, up those tinfoil hattery boffins, don't they? Are working to understand, obviously, like lots of how that bees communicate. Yeah, it must be crazy trying to figure that out. Um, bees alert other members of their hive to food, new hive locations, and conditions within their hive, such as um, nectar supply through intricate dance movements. Into the d- okay, yeah, so it's dances. like the OA. Yeah, yeah, they little dances. They do a dance. <laughs> um, <laughs> studies have shown that bees are capable of abstract thinking. Really? As well as like, distinguishing. Maybe we should get them on the double slit experiment yeah, because yeah. that was so quite abstract, cool. <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah, pa- yeah. Electrons being particles and waves at the same time. Maybe you need to get We're bees We're not talking on it. about simulation theory now. No, but if we could program a bee to understand that, you know when they like sellotape them to like a piece of wood and put a microchip on the head? Maybe program it to figure <laughs> out. Sellotape them to a piece of wood. Yeah. Quantum superposition. Maybe the answer's <laughs> in a bee's head. Um, so they are able to distinguish uh, family members from other bees in the hive uh, using visual cues to map their travels and finding previously used food supply even when their home has been moved. Yeah, yeah. I bet if we could r- accurately map and mo- if we knew everything about bees, we our minds would be fucked. We'd be like, this is yeah, incredible. Yeah, like... 
insane. I, like yeah, it's I a map, each individual bees. We just can't path. understand how a hive mind works. That's the thing because it's not well, how we work. I don't we, know if it's we like are a, independent thinkers. It's a hive mind in the sense like, but they, but, but they're not. It's they not do. like one mind. They're individual minds, but they're all. I suppose are they so basic in there, or so well and rigidly programmed if you want to for use for a better word in their in their motion they appear as one because like you're just doing this maybe because yeah it, they're saying here that you know they have shown to have abstract thinking so, so they do have, have motion do they, they cry or well probably not that's a shame quite um, like to see BTs. yeah and also they found in a similar way that smells evoke um powerful memories in humans can also trigger memories in bees such as memories of where they find the best food so they'll remember a smell from a place where they were like that was that place was wicked the smell you buy shit loads of food there so they'll like follow that and find that smell and that makes sense as well doesn't it yeah, yeah. that was a productive fruitful area go back so obviously humans profiting from honey requires the manipulation and exploitation of the insects desire to live and protect their hive so obviously we exploit the yeah, bees yeah, yeah. and their and their actions in order to gain. It's not like it's not like um, most of the honey doesn't. It's not coming from somewhere where we just borrow a bit afterwards. It's like intensively farmed, isn't it? A lot of it, and they just yeah, yeah. rob the fucking lot. Yeah. So like many other factory farmed animals, honeybees are victims of unnatural living conditions, genetic manipulation, and stressful transportation. But they manipulate themselves genetically anyway. By getting the, yeah, with the queen dyes, yeah. give us some of the queen's yeah. paste. Paste juice. Have some lady some paste and it will make you turn royal, into a queen. Royal paste. Um, so that white box that we all know, for as a, you know, that we... That the hive. The hive. Um, uh, serves as a beehive and has been around since the mid-1850s and was created so that beekeepers could move the hives from place to place. Um Swarming, so the division of the hive upon, upon a birth of a new queen can cause a decline in honey production so beekeepers do what they can to prevent that um including clipping the wings of a queen really yeah Prick. oh they want to keep their profit in there in there we all eat honey though so um the queens are artificially inseminated using drones what who are killed in the process who, who um, bite what Hang this on. is what commercial oh, yeah, 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 people yeah. do yeah commercial beekeepers also trick queens into laying more eggs by adding wax cells uh, to the hives that are larger than those that the worker bees would be able to build. So, like, we've got more babies, we need more honey. We so, need more, it more, increases more production. space. Yeah, like, so that's why they create those cells. So, yeah, the, so the workers go, oh, look, we've got fucking thousands and thousands of them. We need loads of food. A hive over, way overproduces the amount of honey because the honey we use is stored honey. It's well, not honey theory, that they're yeah. using to feed. It's, it's, oh, shit, we've got too much. So, they're doing stuff to make. Bees overproduce. It's the a pantry. We're nicking their pantry, man. We're nicking their apocalypse food. Yeah. That's what they've got that for. Yeah. In case, like, the winter comes and there's no flowers. Yeah, yeah, and we're yeah. like, nah, we'll have that. So, uh, plants um, produce nectar to attract pollinators like bees, butterflies, bats, and other mammals um, who bats. are necessary for success, uh, successful plant reproduction. So, obviously, bees are hu- i mean bit without bees we'd be fucked what did einstein say if bees go humans go yeah yeah we'd be absolutely fucked because they pollinate maybe not albert calm down yeah maybe not because they're not the only thing that pollinate obviously like other other insects do yeah but you could just pay people you could pay like little children in far off countries to, to pollinate stuff with like a cotton bud your honey would cost about eight grand for for a jar yeah so um bees collect and use nectar to make honey and um 
which provides um, vital nourishment for them, uh, especially during the winter, like you say, their pantry food, and we're nicking it. Yeah. Uh, since nectar contains a lot of water, um, bees have to work hard, really hard to dry it out. So obviously when they're collecting nectar from a plant, it's got lots of water in it. Right, okay. So in order to I didn't know that, make yeah. honey, they, refine they have to um, add enzymes. They've got a refining plant. Yeah, well, they, they refine it by adding enzymes from their own bodies to convert it into food and prevent it from going bad. So they're converting waters to sugar by doing that. Yeah. Um, and a single Bees worker bee may visit up to 10,000 flowers in one day. Fuck off. I don't believe you. No. How many minutes are there in a day? And in one bee's lifetime... Don't believe you. ...produces only a teaspoon of honey. What? Nah. So honeybees fly at a speed of around 25 kilometres It's pretty rapid. Because think how small they are. And beat their wings 200 times per second. So uh, they're a fucking busy man. <laughs> they are little busy bees. Biz- busy bees is the... Because they are... They, you wouldn't. You never see a bee just like doing nothing unless it's fucked. And then, you you know, you try and help it with and a bit of sugar. It, water. You give it a bit of honey. Yeah, yeah. His little tongue comes out. Because he's like complete... Ah. He's gotten too far from his hive before he's gone and got some food. I watched a bee rescue a bee once. It was pretty amazing. It was, yeah, it was around a, around a pond. The bee, one of the bees, they were cause they like chilling on the rocks at the edge, having a drink of water. So they do chill, man. They just relax and have a chat. One of them fell in, and he was like buzzing, or she was buzzing around. And his and her mate came over and just put her hand and put her like, hand. What's it called? What's a, a bee leg? Claw. <laughs> bee. What have they got on the end of it? Little hook. A hook. Bee hook. <laughs> Hooked him back and pulled him back to the edge. And I was like, wow, man. Yeah. I feel like I've just no, witnessed maybe something. Friends. Well, like, they help me, I'm falling. Help me, re- She was releasing like ah. a uh, I'm drowning chemical, which activated the must save that one well, chemical. Well, yeah, in the they, other they do communicate with, with with smells, don't they? Yeah. So I'm Shitting smell, itself. I'm putting a smell out. I'm, he- I'm in trouble. Help me. Yeah. Um, so this one, this is a bit... Sh- I'm like, I want you all to remember this when you Everybody visit the this. shop when you buy honey. A honeybee must gather nectar from two million flowers to make one pound of honey. Wow. Think how much honey in the industry is Think how many producing bees there are to gallons make that, then. and gallons Think and how many tons bees there are. And People tons. said the bees are becoming endangered. Tons and tons and tons. This is a fucking this is big like big farm, it's big beehive. This is a lie. There's loads of bees. There must be bees everywhere. Well, I'll get onto that. So one bee has to fly about uh, nine hundred thousand miles what? three times around the globe. To make one pound of honey. 900,000 miles. Yep. That's to the moon and back three I times. I mean, one bee isn't doing that. There's lots of bees doing that. But oh, right, that's okay, what they're, yeah. they've, they're made. It, like, they're just trying to say one bee miles? would have to do that. This is one of the most labour-intensive things ever. Yeah. So remember the next time, like I say. Yeah, you when you want, want a bit of honey, just remember honey. you've got to fly to the moon and back three times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Around the world, three times in order to get, you've got to visit get a flower 500 tw- grams of honey. You've got to visit a flower 20,000 times in the day. Your American ears. So bee population. So I was interested to find out how many bees there actually are, which is actually really difficult. So it's all estimates. Well, you, I would have thought there'd be a piece. Of, it's not, is it? They haven't they actually counted them all individually. They counted every single bee. I would have thought there'd be a piece of piece. So one estimates one. are that there are between 80 million and 100 million domestic hives of honeybees in the world. And each hive has perhaps 10,000 to 60,000 bees so that alone is up to about one to six trillion bees. Whoa. 
So at the lower end of that, I figured this out. I did some, and this maths is probably wrong because I did it. No, no, it's right. It's, it's, look, <laughs> it's totally right. It's, it's so at the lower end of that, the um, this would mean that there is approximately 125 bees to per every human being on Earth. Oh, wow. And at the higher end of that estimate, it would mean that there are approximately 750 bees per every one human, and there are 8 billion humans on Earth. Yeah, and you said that was domesticated hives. This is the problem because the population is calculated on hives alone and feral bees are not in any way calculated in that number. Like a rogue bee? No, fe- well, bees in the wild, yeah. bees that just make their own think how many nests right, and look, hives. And look how big the Amazon rainforest is. It's yeah. fucking enormous. And just think how many random hives of bees are out there. Millions and millions and millions. And trillions. And this is actually where millions and billions and trillions comes into actually is that amount. There's, I heard that there's more bees than there are grains of sand on every beach in the entire earth times by 10. Millions. There's more bees trillions. than there are stars in the universe. It's like ants. If you put ants bees on a scale on one side... Put, it would I don't think... Because you think about would set would 125 bees weigh the same amount as a human? Probably not. No but way. Ants, but ants do. There's How in much weight, does a bee weigh? In weight, there is the same amount of ants as in weight of humans. That's crazy. If a bee weighed a gram, Imagine I'd be Imagine trying to figure out how many ants there are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, 10,000... Like, 100,000... Tri- no, uh, we did it. It's 10,000 trillion. Fuck. 10,000 trillion ants or something like ants. that. So the <laughs> I'm going to move on to uh, the bee sting. Oh, yes. Obviously What's the f- point of that? I mean, this is well, where we're going to get educated. Because, yeah, but why you die? See, that's, that's what I'm saying about so, you sacrifice yourself for the hive. They're like suicide bombers. Yeah, yeah. They're just, well, and it's the last resort ah. for a bee. So, um, a wo- so the bee sting is a wound caused by the stinger of a bee. Um, a honeybee, bumblebee, sweat bee. So I don't know what sweat bee. Sweat bee. What's a sweat bee? CD. A lot. Well, it's like hundred. There's two hundred twenty thousand different types of bees. So they, they make honey from sweat. People <laughs> yeah, sweat. Yeah. Um, being injected into the flesh Tangy. of an animal or a human when the bee feels threatened. Um, the stings of most of the, um, these species can be quite painful and therefore keenly avoided by many people. Um, Where's the worst place you've ever been stung? I've in my armpit. Really? Yeah. Armpit's but by wasps. Hardcore. I've never been stung by a bee. I've only been stung by wasps. Yeah. Um, so bee stings differ from other insect bites and their venom or toxin of stinging insects is also quite different. So I think this is why I never knew this. This is why so m- so many people actually have allergies to bee stings and not necessarily other types of stings. Because they're pussies. So therefore the body's reaction to the bee sting may differ significantly from one species to another. And also human to human. So in particular, bee stings are acidic, whereas a wasp sting is alkaline. Ah. And so the body's reaction to the bee sting may be very different from its reaction to a wasp sting. What ranks on the pain scale more, bee or wasp? I'm guessing bee. I reckon well, it depends. Wasp, I think it depends on the species. Loads of times, can't also, it? wasps are little pricks and will just sting you. I like got stung I, on the nipple by a wasp. It stung me loads of times for a laugh. The little prick. Yeah, it wasn't even. It was no threat. I was walking no, down the. Got gar- stuck in your head. I was he? walking down the garden and had a bee. If it was, see, so this is the thing. This is the difference between bees and wasps. Bees are sound, man. Wasps are pricks. I was walking down the garden. I had a steak sandwich in one hand and oh, it, a steak sandwich. And, I, and I only had shorts on because it was summer. And uh, a beer in the other hand. And this wasp flew straight into the middle of my chest, and it was just like like buzzing around in my chest hair. And I was being like totally cool. I was like, I'll be all right. It'll just so I stood still, expecting him to just find his way out. 
And he sort of moseyed over to the left, got to my nipple, and I went, fucking have that. Stung me. I think he stung me like twice, two or three times. <laughs> and I couldn't even kill him because I had a beer and a steak. And yeah. it was either the wasp, kill the wasp, get stung, or, or drop, lose your, or beer, drop and your steak. beer and steak. So the wasp survived, and I got stung to sacrifice. So, I mean, I'd save the beer and the, yeah, and the steak. The I mean, I, I, got, I, was, I was quite young. I got stung in my armpit because I was like doing one of those monkey bar things, you know, where you like. Oh, and you swing, put your arm down. And I. I I, I didn't realise a wasp had flown into that area and then I put my arm down and it st- and it just felt like a little s- stab and then I lifted my arm and it buzzed out and flew it away. Got away? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And did so leave it's arse and do your armpit. And oh my God, it, that hurt. Of course. Because it's such a sensitive place. Like, it's apparently one of the worst places to get tattooed And I suppose when, your you're small, when you're smaller so as well, the load of the vet, because if it's, well, is yeah. it toxin or venom, whatever it is, it's a specific amount. Rem- An elephant it's not going to feed I do it, remember a having a gig- quite a large lump Oh yeah, and I, I I think I've only ever been stung twice. Another time on holiday, we went by one of those weird looking like wasps that have like really like a like a weird tube to its bum. I got jacked by them I, I, in Spain. I got absolutely. Yeah. But it didn't hurt that t- bad though. I got wrecked by them. Turned well, over. Well, if a you big get star. if you get stung a lot of times, like a nest of them. Yeah, because you were a little little twat and got got into the nest. I got they <laughs> wrecked <laughs> no, your me. No, parents told you not to do it. Don't go down there. There's a wasp nest. I was like, did you just say go down there because there's a wasp nest that I need to investigate? <laughs> I'm sure that's what you just said. So I'm just going to go down there now. Ten minutes later. Oh, funny. Your son's nearly dead. Oh, God. Um. So the most aggressive stinging insects are vespid wasps, um, including bold-faced hornets and other yellow um, jackets. Bold-faced hornet sounds just like a thug. But the yellow jackets are just your standard wasp, isn't it? Well, uh, so a bold-faced hornet is apparently a vespid wasp, whereas obviously a hornet, in it, and especially the Asian giant hornet, are pretty pretty like deadly. Oh yeah, they're huge, man. Their stingers like a quarter of an inch long. Yeah, they're enormous. They're massive. They look like, well, just massive wasps. <laughs> yeah, just huge wasps. <laughs> so, and all these insects um, aggressively defend their nests. Um, you can tell by the sound of them when it's dangerous, can't you? If yeah. something comes flying past you and it just sounds different, like well, a weird chinook in the sky, you're like, whoa, 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 what's that? What's that? There's a big red wasp looking at you. You want some, you little prick? <coughs> oh, fuck off, man. Excuse I don't. Me. So, although for most people um, a bee sting is painful but otherwise relatively harmless, in people with insect sting allergies, stings may trigger dif- uh, dangerous anaphylactic that's anaphylactic the word. reaction, and that is potentially oh for God's sake potentially where's my epipen potentially <laughs> deadly. Uh, it's when I put a string of like really mouthy words together, I fuck it up. I was listening to a. Yeah. Uh, one we did the other week. And you I was listen like, to one of Yeah, I listened to it just to see how shit I sounded. <laughs> <laughs> Additionally, honeybee stings release uh, pheromones that prompt other nearby bees to attack. I oh, said so they're going so posse on, man. So they're like, if so, if that one bee has to die, his mates are coming rushing to to fucking yeah, to yeah, get yeah. you to yeah, like chase you off. Yeah, they got their back. You showed me a video. It was funny. You were showing me videos of like it, hornets doing stuff this to morning. bees or bees doing stuff to hornets when I was writing about bees. <laughs> Ain't it strange? Well, that was a, a hornet, just a bit, this massive hornet went into this bees nest and just uh, went you and just grabbed one of the bees and bit it. And as you say, the um, that pheromone must have been released, whatever chemical compound is released to signal danger. Mm. And the hive, I mean, bees aren't like ninjas. They're not like fighters. No, these were they tiny just compared. mopped him. Yeah, they yeah. just like, jump on it and then yeah, they just yeah. buzz and buzz and buzz and it raises the temperature of the hornet until he overheats and dies. 
Yeah, fuck you, well, man. You, came, you come in, in there. You come in here and you eat, try and eat the head off our mate. That's what we're going to fucking do. You just wrecked up Eleanor, mate. Yeah. We're going to do it. Eleanor Rigby. Um, so Eleanor staked me. <laughs> so I was just, I thought, I thought I pondered on this for a moment and thought, let's just take a moment, <laughs> a small moment for the, to think about those people who have an allergy to these things. Good. And that there are potentially six trillion little death bombs flying around oh, yeah. during the spring <laughs> and summer <laughs> every year. Yeah, some people do panic like fuck, don't they? And that, that's, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, it is. Look, luckily. At any moment, you can just get killed. It seems, though, bees sniper. are less aggressive than their counterpart wasps because... Bees just want to get on. They don't... I've never been stung by a bee. And uh, the only... Did only you say you got stung by one in your armpit, like, two minutes ago? A wasp. Oh, right. Um, if bees... Bee, bees don't sting unless you, like, stand on them or sit on them or swat them or do something that they, like, think they're going to die anyway. It's like a last resort. Like, Bean, she got bitten by a... No, she didn't get bitten. She bit a bee. She put a bee in her mouth like a twat, even though I told her not to. Yeah, bee our cat. It's not and like she, a kid. It's yeah, being, not yeah, to. She's not being the cat. She put English. she put a bee in her mouth, and well, she was chasing a bee, and then she went, Mwah! and then I f- <laughs> <laughs> she ran off pretty rapidly. I found her in the front room, dribbling to shit because she'd been stung on the lip, and I found the stinger. Yeah, still yeah, in yeah. Her lip. Barbed, didn't it? And I pulled it out, and she was fine. Like, of course she's fine, yeah. But, she, but she a hell of but a shock. She didn't learn a lesson because well, she still chases never bees. Been, you've never been stung by anything. Like you don't idiot. even know the concept of being stung. You go, what's that? And then that happens to you. Imagine, you know what it's like yeah. when you, you're a kid and but you But she still stung. chases them like a fleb. Because she's an idiot. Like a fleb. Her brain's the size of a walnut. a fleb and a fleeb all together. Um, so should we take a break? Yes. Okay. So as soon as we went off for that break, Tom went, I like bees. I do like bees. Bees are wicked. I might go on a bee um, observing afternoon in the garden. Yeah. And there's so, like uh, there's a plant in I found gar- a tiny little micro bee the other day. Yeah, I was like moving some logs and just kicking them about. And this tiny little bee came out of the just time the world. In in our so our garden Sorry, we have this um we have this plant that because obviously bees f- seem to be more attracted to purple than any other obviously, uh, purples and blues. Yeah, obviously I I knew that. Um so, like, we have a few plants in our garden it's that are pretty, pretty prolific fl- purple flowers on. But there is one plant, and it's kind of like a succulent. It sort of sits by a pond, and it's like a squishy, kind of weird, squ- like, watery-leafed plant. And it has these purpley, yeah, pink flowers. And in the sun, when it's when it's in flower, and in the sort of kind of later summertime, if you sit by that plant. The amount of bee species that fly on that thing. I sat next and so many different types of ble- yeah. bees and insects on that thing. So if you want, I mean, it's not the time of the year, but if you want to... I'm going bee hunting later on. Hun- Don't I'm go def- bee hunting. Just no, I mean, don't to kill them. No, I'm <laughs> going to do what they do. In, you know, when they, they kill them and they put a pin through them and then they stick them to a board and then they map oh, them I on do the have, wall. I, I do, I do actually have... Savages. Why would you want to do I that? I do have a bee somewhere that I want to... Um, Imagine he, I found him. He was like a perfectly preserved little, like, bumblebee that had died on the drive oh, so yeah, i kept yeah. him because i thought oh well i might put i might uh, what's the word when put a nail through its head and no, stick what, it to the wall call, what do they call it when you display its animal? corpse taxidermy a bee that's it a yeah taxidermy, taxidermy a bee. bee but don't have to taxidermy it because it's already preserved itself it's an insect yeah 
I don't know where it is. I don't know where it is, but I'll I'm sure it. I'll find another one when I go hunting. I'll kill one for you. Big fat. It was bumbler. somewhere on this shelf next to me here, but anyway. So um, I'm going to talk a bit about what pred what predates zombies. Uh, I'm going to say um, hornets. I'm going to say bees. Uh, no, bears will have a go. Humans and there's um there's fish. Some form of fish will have a go. Fish. Yeah, <laughs> definitely, man. <laughs> Okay, so we were right on most counts, the fish I'm not so sure about. So um, the most common predators faced by um, honeybees are skunks, skunks. bears, yeah, Skunk and hive beetles. Hive beetles. Um, skunks are um, insectivores, so obviously they like eating insects. They only eat insects? Yeah, and um, instead really? of po- pollinivores, <laughs> really? which bees are, yeah. So um, when they discover a hive, they often return every night um, and attack the hive and eat large quantities of bees. That's when bees should, like, get... What they need to do is they need to have a chemical, the queen's jelly, which makes... Um, which turns a load of these... load of the workers into savage nin- flying ninjas that attack it, man. Why yeah. can't they just, like, release it, like, have the jelly that makes them attack skunks? Because you're just getting decked well, by it every night. I think um, they must be immune to stingers at some point. You know, if they're sting them in the eye, if they're eating bees, sting them in the eye. So, um, yeah, they go every night uh, like little twats and <laughs> keep attacking it. Um, a good indicator of stunk of stunk skunk raids on a honeybee um, hive is the remains outside the hive entrance. Um, since skunks tend to chew the bees to extract their juices, oh, and then my spit God. out the swal- solid parts. Oh, it's gross. like bee, bee chewing gum. <laughs> yeah, like. Well, no, it's like chewing tobacco, but for oh, bees. <laughs> man. Chewing them up into a paste into and a spitting paste them out. And then spitting them out. Oh, their arms and legs. Um, so while they are less likely to predate on honeybees, uh, raccoons and um, uh, uh, possums sometimes attack the hives yeah. uh, in a similar way. Bears are a serious predator, a uh, risk to bees, and uh, do substantial damage to the hive. Have you ever seen them trying to get they're in, what it looks like? They get stung, and they repeat, like, must be because they're huge, hundreds and hundreds of times. Yeah. And it does hurt them. But they don't Because they care. stop and they, like, pour their own face. But they, the, the the reward from the honey is... Is, is way is way yeah. greater than the yeah, pain. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. So, um, so these animals even smash the hive in order to extract the honey. So... Knock it down, so yeah. like skunks don't eat the honey; they just eat the bees. Whereas bears, they want the honey and the bees, so they'll smash the hives to uh, damage, you know, to get to extract honey and the bees inside. Uh, like skunks, when once a bear discovers a hive, they will return repeatedly unless prevented doing so from other sources like humans and intervention, like you know, electric fences and stuff like that. So what what I'm saying, whereas you know, if there's a bear who's found a fucking farmer's bunch of hives, he's going to keep going back there until he's so until he's shot. Until he's shot, or they put lots of fences up to stop them. Have you got anything about types of honey? Because there are some cool types of honey. I didn't actually go too much into it's the hallucinogenic honey. honey. Oh well, it's yeah. like Himalayan. There was, there's an interesting thing about the called. end about like a type of honey, which I'll tell you about. But um, mostly, like I didn't dive too much into types of honey that they make because. That's endless, isn't I, it? I can't endless remember. Well, it's just variations and wild, whatever's around the time. And they do say, don't they, that um, if you suffer from hay fever, eating local honey can help you yeah, yeah. overcome that because you're you're introducing local pollens into your system. Because you only, like, so uh, a guy I work with, he is extremely allergic to English pollen 
and comes to England because he he lives between America and England. But then when he goes back to the US, he's fine. doesn't doesn't suffer from from the pollen over there. So you can introduce you know local mm. pollens into your system by eating local flowers. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, yeah, eating yeah. local flowers. I mean local. No, honey, no, I know so. what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, obviously, um, parasites and diseases is a big factor in in um and five G probably oh, Wi Fi whatever yeah. the fuck it is. Um, the threat posed to honeybees by parasites is significant. Um, these include the Verona mite. Uh, the I liked this the Verona destructor. The Verona destructor. <laughs> That's what it's called. Yeah, and the honeybee sounds um, like a character from Star Wars. The honeybee tracheal mite, um, which is called a cuprous woody, uh, which both feed on the blood and of larvae and adult bees. Vampire bee, vampire parasites. So no, it's tracheal. It's like sucking blood from the neck. Oh, <laughs> yes. Um, notable diseases that affect hives may be bacterial, fungal, uh, protozoan, or viral in origin. Uh, these include American um, foul brood. Come on, America! What are you doing? Sending European foul brood. What, Europe, um, come on. Chalk brood, uh, sack brood, bee parasite mite syndrome, chronic bee paralysis. So you, we have disabled bees. <laughs> Para- yeah, bee paralysis. I can't say paralysis. the word. That's the word. Paralysis. Need loads of little bee. God, you really I can't say. I literally can't can say it. What's wrong with me? Um, that word, virus, um, or CPV, <laughs> so just to make it easier. Um, acute bee paralysis virus, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> and, uh, and the uh, Nosema disease. So bees are always fighting well, it's like these, it's like, any, like any, any creature living on Earth constantly battling viruses and funguses and parasites and viruses but it's i suppose it's incredibly damaging to like a hive because if something like yeah. if, if if like um it's like there's no social distancing in a hive is there no no well that's it's like it's, it's if a herd gets a specific disease yeah, it can yeah. run through the herd like with any yeah. any animal which is in close proximity i suppose mm. and lives there like a bee and there's something that specializes in fucking up bees and it gets in that hive so yeah you might as well be a bear i was listening to something it was really scary. Um, it was Joe Rogan, I think. It was something you put on and in was the it? garden, and was he was talking about. He's talking about. Uh, obviously, they were talking about viruses and stuff, oh and God. like getting the obviously, of course, because you know the origin of the coronavirus. But it's a lab. He was talking about some kind of like thing that happens in, um, uh, like sort of deer wildlife what, what is that? What yeah, kind yeah, of that, yeah that kind of animal and it's this awful disease it's like like rots their flesh and it makes them like vomit waste it's called isn't something it wasting, wasting syndrome. Does something yeah and he was it's saying right. if it's something like that jumped yeah to yeah, humans. yeah. Wow, what is that called but I it's, know and it it's like they, it's not even a virus it's like um it's the same as what is it what are they called um prions prions something like that you know, like mad cow disease. That's the thing from when the aliens abduct cows. It's like, what the fuck? And but they're, they're like, like vomiting up and then another animal comes and eats the grass. They've got, oh, it's oh, you've got to be really careful oh, eating stuff from the wild gross, because if you're not yeah. careful, you might start coronavirus. Get pr- get primes in your head. Um, so, and obviously, probably the most obvious threat to bees is the, us, the good old humans. Yeah, we can be like it's best like mates the ov- with it's like the obvious, and fuck but them up at the same it's like time. When you think about it, it's obvious, but it's not obvious. Like, that's probably the most threat. We're the most threatening things to bees because um, 
With the most threatening thing to anything. Well, true. Honeybee colonies suffer from the effects of pesticides applied to... Um, Is that neonicotinoids? Is that what they're called? Eradicate insects. Um, because these poisons do not differentiate between insects considered pests and insects considered beneficial, like our lovely bees... Um, since the for, uh, foraging range of a honeybee spans miles, even a single application can affect many colonies. Uh, the yeah. other human-created danger for honeybees is also climate change, you know, technology, and a result of um, a changing climate. Spring, uh, spring thaw um, occurs sooner than expected and undermine the opportunity of the honeybee to pollinate. Um, scientists worry, obviously, about the consequences of is that this because phenomenon. So plants are the thaw; it's getting warmer quicker, but the plants aren't growing. So the bees are out, but there's not enough. There's yeah. nothing there to pollinate. Is I that what you're saying? I don't know. It's just says it says that the early thaw undermines maybe because it's because they don't come out of hibernation early enough, and they're not getting a chance to to to, uh, to pollinate the plants when they're first oh. springing out. I don't know. Because really, it's springtime when yeah, you do see the odd the random bee, don't you? Sitting you there going, mate, I just work up well you get, early. You get all it's of freezing. you get you get all of the like blossoms and blooms in spring, don't you? So that's the best time for them to be pollinating, isn't it? I guess. Yes. To I mean, obviously, it poll- you know, pollinates throughout the year, but throughout throughout the summer as well. But it's, I think, it's probably more to do with the fact that they're not waking up early enough. Don't know. Who? Um, I mean, you know, we don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I researched it and I don't fucking know. Some bee expert out there. They'll be telling us. So I'm talking next about colony collapse disorder. Yes. Which obviously is a phenomenon that's happened in the last 10 years or so. So during the winter of 20, 2006 and 2007, um, beekeepers began to report unusually high losses of 30 to 90% of their hives. Okay, so this is um okay, so that's interesting. I didn't know it started then. I thought this was something that had phased in no, like you know since is, the 80s. So, so what recently. happened that year that made that happen or them two years? Well, they they have done lots of research to find um I mean, it could just be like a natural virus which whacked them because I mean like that's happening to well, us or whack, is it us the whacking no, them with it's our not like that. So byproduct of our technology? As many as 50% of all affected colonies demonstrated symptoms inconsistent with any known causes of honeybee death. So sudden loss of colony worker bee population with very few dead bees found near the hive. Yeah, they just disappear, don't they? Yeah, they just go. Where, do you, where are they going? They go to check the hive in the morning and there's nothing yeah. there. So what remains is as the queen, a brood of young um, larvae, small bees, I suppose. The ones that didn't and get And the out. colonies have relatively abundant honey and pollen reserves. So it's, it's so not like they're hungry and they're not got any food. Has they got to the bottom of this? Well, or can we just like speculate? I think it's just speculate. They have ideas. So something is hitting them. Something is affecting the bees in transit incredibly quickly, and it's very. It seems to be like it's not it's in not transit. There. It's in winter. Oh, is it only in winter? Yeah, it's like winter. It's a winter day. It happens throughout the winter months. Are they waking up and flying away on a hot day and then it gets cold and then they're fucked and I they're stuck know. out there because they can't get back because it's too bee cold? F- bee farmers, it could be climate change. You bee know, farmers. you see them on the floor, like bees on the floor, with like yeah, early yeah. early spring when they've got up too early and they're all fucked yeah, up yeah. and you have to give them a drink of honey. Is so, it not that? Um, I forgot what I was going to say. I was going to say bee really farmers or something? Oh, yeah, bee farmers um, are usually like have, they'll have like a a contingency of amount of bees that they'll lose per winter. Yeah. But this was n- up to 90% in some farmers' cases. Okay, yeah. So they can uh, they expect to lose like 10%, 20%? So 15%. 15%. collateral somewhere um, factored in. I have written it down further down somewhere. But um, 
hives contain can, can't can, cannot sustain themselves with out worker bees and would eventually die so because the workers fucked off so all the, they're having a party somewhere else the the hive dies because they can't just it's sustain no food. itself yeah um so um this combination of events resulting in the loss of a bee colony was called um colony collapse disorder uh through agricultural records from more than a century ago um note occasional bee disappearances and dwindling colonies in some years it's uncertain whether the colonies had the same combination of fact factors associated with CCD. So before 20, 2006-2007, it wasn't really a problem. It happened occasionally and they were yeah. like, oh, it's just one of them things. So why is colony collapse disorder happening? Tell uh, me. There are many theories about the cause of CCD, but the main focus of research was around these factors. So increased losses due to the... Um, in invasive verona mite um a pest which we talked about earlier uh -huh. uh, new or emerging diseases such as the um israel acute paralysis virus and the gut par parasite um nasema so but these things aren't new i said paralysis right you did. i, I was going to pull it up <laughs> on it but i thought nah best not better not attack attention um pesticide poisoning through exposure to pesticides applied to crops um or for in hive insect or mite control because um, obviously farmers don't want their bees to get mites so they'll be doing You want to keep them as parasite free as possible don't you? Yeah so stress bees um, experience due to management um, practices such as transportation to multiple locations across the country for providing um, pollination services so I think a lot what a lot of people think the industry is for bees is, is honey but actually they use huge amounts of hives yes. to and they transport hives to you know, so people like farmers will like higher pollination higher services because yeah. they like need the bees to pollinate their crops. Um, like when we do it, you know, we in the greenhouse, we'll leave the doors open so that the, the bees can get in to pollinate the like, uh, you know, apples. Whatever. We're not doing that. Tomatoes and stuff. <laughs> apples in the apples. greenhouse. <laughs> what? Um, changes to habitat where bees forage, inadequate forage, poor nutrition. Um, potential immune uh, suppressing stress on bees caused by one or a combination of factors identified above. So, and perhaps even like you say, like technological advance advances as well. Well, they do like say, thing, I mean, you know, like weird little like. Wasn't the Wi-Fi killing the bees? Wi-Fi. Wasn't that something 5G? that people? I don't know. Wasn't that a thing? I think that may be a bit of a. Of course, it was the misnomer. Yeah, absolutely, I had my tinfoil suit on when yeah, I was. Yeah. But didn't they say something like that? That it is, they like they reckon the Wi-Fi that we can't we can't see it or hear it or pick it up with our senses because it's beyond what it's not part of what you know we yeah. can see but like a bee for instance can, yeah. yeah and it's like <laughs> it's the constant yeah all the time and he's like fucking what the bees are just dying everywhere was, um, that, was that just bollocks? I don't know. Please, it's impossible to know for sure, isn't it? It's not impossible to know for sure. Get a Science bee. and rigorous investigation. Excuse me, Mr. B. Yeah, get a bee. Just lock in a box of Wi-Fi. <laughs> Give me earplugs and see if you <laughs> put them in. Or she does then. There you know. So, but dead bees don't necessarily mean CCD. Um, there are pesticides that are harmful to bees, obviously. we When most of um, all the bees in a hive are killed... To uh, by overexposure to a pesticide, it's known as um, bee kill incident. 
uh, resulting from acute pesti- pesticide poisoning. And I bet they'd be able to pick that up through, like if you like sample the honey or look at the body, see what's in their stomach, or is it the thorax, and go, yeah. oh look, it's filled with fucking Zyklon B, that's yeah, why yeah. they're dead. But pesticide poisoning of a hive is a very different from a CCD event and is all, and pesticides is almost almost always avoidable because obviously it's a human spray it yeah, it's we always don't, avoidable we, we, don't we, spray it we just put it there and then they're like Meh. use fire instead <laughs> since um the alarm was first ra- raised 10 years ago many countries have created new monitoring methods to judge the status of their bee stocks um as a result we have a much more data on bee populations which i suppose you could say is a positive yeah absolutely well more data on this would be the yeah more data yeah yeah. it's clear that bees in the united states are still struggling uh beekeepers can tolerate up to like we said earlier 15 percent losses of colonies over the winter but the u.s is massively above that threshold still the u.s so what's going on in the u.s then i don't know having lost 28.1 percent of colonies over the period of 2015 to 2016 so 10 years later they're still nearly double losses on the amount of bees that they state that they can tolerate what's causing that well who knows canada by contrast reported a 16.8 percent loss um much better but still above still the 15 percent yeah which Wipe obviously uh, beekeepers because obviously they have to restock bees that are dying you know well, you can't introduce bees to the colony that's the thing if it goes no, it goes have you have to like go come on queenie get going well, they have to find a swarm and start a new one don't they yeah um only recently you start a bee have otherwise. we had data from central europe um their honeybees seem to be doing a little better at 11.9 percent losses uh marked up in 2015 to 2016 meanwhile new zealand's uh, surveys have only begun in the last year or so and they have reported a winter loss of 10.7%, so they're doing loads better. And Australia does not have yet have a countrywide survey of the state. Of because the bee bees colonies. kill the people over there. There's no scientists left to <laughs> yeah, measure them because yeah, the like Australian bees are just <laughs> killing all the people. They're all crazy. They've um, got eight legs and fucking fangs. Yeah. I saw a spider the other day who had like lost like three of its legs on one side. It was like quite a sad, sad sight to see. That's unlike you because you, you used to be the person that would kill I'd a squash. spider. I don't. I used to. You're yeah. a horrible person. You know that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Savage. <laughs> um, I used to. I have. Oh, I'm arachnophobic, so I don't like spiders. And there was a period of my like teens where I had some terrible experiences with spiders that what, were. Did like, you get bitten by them? No, but did you ever get hurt by them? No, did it result they, like, in all the spiders around you dying? Just, just understand why... See it from their point of view. I'm arachnophobic and then having a spider, that, a gigantic spider land on you, your you, shoulder... You had some terrible experiences when you were young which resulted in the deaths of the hundreds yeah, of spiders. Terrible no for me. Pain. Yeah, but what about them? Terrible for me because I didn't... Anyway, so I'd get my dad... I would never kill him myself. I wouldn't get close enough so my dad would squish him. Oh, God. You, that's not. That's double bad. And But dad didn't like... So... Squish him. Me, my sister, and my mother were all arachnophobic. So dad was the only one who would get close enough to... But he did also didn't like spiders that much, so he'd squish him. Um, But he'd always be the one, be like, Dad, there's a spider in my room. And I would be be one of those people who, if I knew there was a spider in my room somewhere, I wouldn't be able to sleep. I'd have to get rid of it. I can't go and get rid of it. However, more recently, I have tried to... I'm not as bad... And that's probably due to the fact I've not had spiders crawling on me that I know of. Oh, yeah. And I d- 
just would prefer for them to be re- caught and released than squashed. Any animal, I don't, I'm not going to, even like a bug that's annoying me, I wouldn't squash it or kill it. Like the hornet, Tom was like, let's kill it. And I was like, well, there's no, he's not doing us any harm. It let's might be it. the end of you Leave if it. you get fucking hit no, by it. No, because it's a European hornet, so they're not that... They're, they're not that aggressive and they're not that um, I've given them the benefit poisonous. of the doubt, the Hornets. I've given them the benefit of the doubt. If nothing bad happens and they're around me, then that's fine. The yeah. minute one of them approaches me and gives me a shady look or the minute one of them lands on me and stinks or anything like that happens, I'll kill every single one of that, them. Every, I'll burn them that every single one. That fucking bush in the gardens caused me more injury than any bee or Hornet, so... Yeah, but I'm not taking zero in the tolerance. I'm making an agreement with him. I'm going to go up later on and I'm going to telepathically communicate with the Hornets and say, listen, chill and I'll chill. Cross the line, I'll kill you all. Genocide. <laughs> so, uh, what can be done about CCD? Kill um, them all. At a <laughs> just, what? No. At the global level, to preserve our bees, we need to improve the environments in which they collect food. Uh, every small action can make a difference. Planting flower borders with bee-friendly flowers in order to make your garden in your garden to provide um food for both wild and domestic bees which we did we got a little flower like blue flower wild bit in the garden which the blee the bleas the bleas love um that's chinese for bee <laughs> reduce or eliminate the use of herb uh, herbicides and pesticides uh when gardening so obviously we'd still do i know we sh- we shouldn't i don't we do we spray the freaking I, I anti-aphid stuff don't we only in the greenhouse not isolated so it's like a hermetically sealed experimental chamber where everything inside the greenhouse dies a chemical death on the outside <laughs> everything in, well the hornet might get it now so and and this one's interesting even mowing it's your like an artsy weapons lab yeah even mowing your lawn less uh can often help bees out oh yeah because you get like the, because there's some like lone ground like, like bees like them big fat bumbly ones they chill by themselves yeah and i suppose there are lots of like and they live in clovers the lawn. and things and in then, the, then every now and then the they lawn. get this orange metal monster that goes and chops you all up man yeah, oh. so you could um install a native beehive or an insect hotel i'm gonna i'm gonna make an insect hotel when i'm off what are you gonna call it i don't know what do you mean? Like you can open a hotel and you don't even know the name? I'll have to think about it. I'll ta- I'll, I'll report back. Um, another tempting option is to buy local ho- honey, which often has a more distinctive flavour than mass produced. Because obviously, local honey, uh, honey beers, beemen, beemongers, um, honey beem, uh, local beemongers, yeah, yeah um, honey Obviously, aren't doing bad things to their bees. They care a lot for their bees, they don't and they, w- in they don't make. Ways. They don't like. Like pimp them, pimp them out with with like <laughs> drones and stuff like the mass producers and cut their wings off and shit like that. Um, so Australia are fortunate in that in that their bees seem to be doing better than the rest. Well, because well, they're as well, double hard than many other bees. parts of the world. The Verona mite has not invaded yet, so that's obviously a big factor. And many areas bees can access pesticide f- pesticide free bushland. Um, as soon as it recovers from the mad fires, I love a, pesti- <laughs> a pesticide-free bush, mate. Yeah. Um, although, unlike Europe, Australia has not yet banned the use of neonicotinoids. I go. said it right, yay! <laughs> I had no idea if I was saying it right. In that could have been an ingredient in so cigarettes. So maybe neonicotinoids aren't the thing. Cause maybe not. Australia is still using them, and their stocks are fine. So. Maybe it's five G turning off frogs, gay. Maybe it's just having pesticides-free fucking. It's fucking with bees. Flowers. That's what it is. It's just fucking with them. Just so leave them be. 
Um, <laughs> Australia also is incredibly rich diversity um, of wild native bees, um, up to 1,600 different species, including our emblematic stingless bees. Wow. No, no. Yeah, they can just bite you to death. Everything in Australia kills you. They may Even not have a sting, so. but they can just stare at you and they'll kill you with their eyes. All the emblematic stingless bees. Um, even so, to protect the diversity... Emblematic? They emblematic. So it's just like, got like these... Do what, they the, have an emblem somewhere? Yeah, of the, of the Australian flag. Maybe. Just like a small Australian flag flying around that doesn't sting you, but will kill you if it looks at you. <laughs> they obviously love their bees in Australia. Um, so obviously they need to protect their diversity by doing more surveys um, on the species that they've got. Ten years on from the alarm of disappearing bees, it's fair to say that we now know that nature, the nature of the problem and that what can be done to fix it. So obviously a lot of these, the reasons behind uh, what from what we said earlier, things like pesticides, mites, all those horrible things. Bee heroin getting bee, in hive. The, the bee things, all the things that the bees are going through. Um, what we can do to try and fix that problem for the future, because yep. bees are very important. We we should be aware. Bee? Oh, be aware. Mm. Oh, see what I did there. It's um, up to us to take the steps needed to sustain this precious pollinators of our food for the future. Yeah, yeah. Can't be just like having ants pollinating stuff, training ants to crawl yeah. up. Although, I, I, I did <coughs> notice that the, the ants just love, like, being on top of flowers and... Yeah, of course. Wouldn't you like to be on top of a flower? Imagine if you were an ant, yeah, and you could look at a flower, what it would look like. It would look amazing. I'd definitely want to go and sit on top of that. Yeah, and something, because we've got this, um, we've got a couple of high, no, what are they called? Peony flat plants. Have we? And What's one, one of, the, of them? It's the ones with the massive buds by the... By the, the patio door. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's one one of them. There's been like, like something's chomped out a whole circle in the flower, little pricks. <laughs> Goddamn animals. So this, I'm just going to end on like a, like a bit of a funny sort of, well, not funny, but the use of bees in war. Oh, yeah. You see, weaponized animals. Weaponized bees. Weaponized bees. Oh, that would have been better. Weaponized bees. So bees have been used as weapons for defense for thousands of years. One of the earliest historical accounts from the first century that mentions bees um, being used against enemies involving involved the people of the Asia Minor, which is now known as Turkey, um, and Pompey the Great. So with the aid of their bees, uh, the people of Asia Minor knew that when bees gathered pollen from the rhododendron plant, um, the honey that bees would produce would be loaded with um, uh, uh, something called alkaloids, which are harmless to bees, but toxic to humans. Yeah, man. So what they did was um, they were able to obtain and leave a cache of poisoned honey in the path of the thousands of invading, evading Roman soldiers. Now, during that time, raiding and looting was a part of the way a soldier was paid. So Are you allowed to just do so it? So they taking ship for themselves was the way they would get stuff for being for doing that. That is the most lawless payroll ever. We're an invading yeah. army, but your pay is just, just to take, take whatever ship. the fuck you yeah. want. So obviously the greedy Romans naturally seized the honey and devoured it and consumed it. Um, they were soon deathly ill. Yeah, of course. And no in way. no shape to resist an attack that ensued. 
So they basically are pretty sneaky little fuckers. Like they poison yeah, them using honey, which they knew they'd steal because that's how they got paid, and then attack them when they knew they'd be ill. I like that. So that was clever. So the Romans themselves also were known to use bees, but in less of so, um, in much more direct manner. They would catapult beehives at enemy enemy positions. Um, that's a bit mean. And also in medieval times, this was interesting. Castles were often designed and built with beehives in the walls. R- okay, yeah. Man. So during an attack on the castle, the enemy would try and break down the walls, and then they'd get a nasty surprise. So they from the angry bees that they would in. It makes in, sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Riddle your walls with hives. Yeah. Many years later, bees also played a part in the civil war uh, during the Battle of. Um, Anitium, Antium, Just call it anything you like. Call I, actually, it I wrote this phonetically and I still got it wrong. Just call it the Battle of Sponges. Antitum. Uh, attacking federal troops advancing through a farmyard were routed not by heavy gunfire but faced by enraged bees from hives shattered by the Confederate artillery fire. However, this was more of an accidental yeah. side effect of war than actual intended use of bees well, during like, war efforts. So it's like a percussive shot from the artillery. That our earlier ancestors. Smashed open the hives. And the earlier ancestors were like, yeah, we're using our, these bees to our advantage. Whereas this was just literally like, oh shit, we fucked up. We We've just smashed, blown the hives open. We just open. blown the hives open, yeah. There but was good. also a well-known case of British troops in action in German East Africa during World War One, encountering maddened bees, but again, the bees attacked um, seemed to be accidental result of war rather than a direct yeah, one. Yeah, they got fucked with. So during also during the Vietnam War, um, the Viet Cong guerrillas, so this makes sense, were masters of Im- improvised weaponry, and before attacking were known to lob 30 or more nests of hornets and wasps into military Vietnamese hornet bombs Fuck. that does that nah Ow. um sorry i'm not Bad involved bee. in that hornet bomb hornet bombs uh, so clearly now bees are seen as way too precious to be lobbed at people in war efforts yeah, let's not do that. and let's face it we have a whole bunch of weapons that work quite well so Why throw a bini when, bini when you can a throw bini. a grenade Wh- where's the bini from i wonder <laughs> he's fr- is he from like like Middle Europe somewhere. <laughs> um, more effective weapons, obviously, now uh, we have... Oh, that was like Yoda. I've been watching way too much Star Wars. I wonder what you're doing. I was like, Jesus Christ, the force way is strong in this one. <laughs> way too, wep- wep- too many good weapons we have now. Um, Bees we must not Bees we must not use. Because um, obviously they're endangered now, so we can't, we can't do that. And that's it, mate. That was interesting. I like that. I'm glad you did the one on bees because I thought it was going to be quite. I didn't know my angle that. Yeah, I was it's quite a hard angle because I sort of think, oh god, where do I start? Where do you go? What what little sub? Like, I like I kind of do like sub subjects, like little bits of snippets of information that, like a little bit on everything rather than going too in depth in one specific. I suppose you could go into the war like bees as a weapon. You could thing, you could do a, yeah. an entire ten part series on, on how bees, bees create yeah. honey if yeah. you really wanted yeah. to. So, yeah. So uh, I enjoyed that. Thank yeah. you very much. How long was that? About an hour and 20 minutes. Right? That's about right, isn't it? It's about right. All right, then, Wayne's. <laughs> All right, then, Wayne's. Yeah, I do. We call each other Wayne. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, you've never seen Wayne's World. I told you you should have seen that maybe, last we, maybe we should watch it. I don't know if it's on, like... We can find Wayne's Netflix World. Or it would have to pay for it, probably. I t- I it's always the way. And um, we'll put it... We'll, we'll buy it on Amazon, and then next week it'll come out on fucking Netflix. Bastards. Fucking Netflix. It's like they have little, like, cameras, some of that. Oh, they bought that. Let's put it out on Netflix now so that they fucking watch it as much as they want without paying. 
well, obviously pay, but not outside your monthly subscription. Not on the nose. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Yep. Um, Is there anything you want to say? Social media stuff. Well, you said that at the beginning. What else? Jeez, I don't know, whatever. Well, you else want. we usually do at the um, Figure out a way to end the podcast, probably. Yeah. Let's just, just end it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. And we, me and Rob might be back midweek to do a, an apocalypse one. And uh, we'll be back next weekend with another pod. Oh, <laughs>